630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss, brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Channel. There's the snap, low snap, ball is up, and it is through. Ticats win. It hit the bar. And it went in. Well, that's how it ended on uh, Friday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. The Eskimos lose to the Hamilton Tiger Cats by a score of 30-27. to 27, A walk-off field goal for Liram Hyralahu to give the Ticats the win. Full credit to the Eskimos. Uh, terrific comeback in the second half as uh, they were down, what, 24 nothing at one point in the second quarter, and then they started to battle back. There's a couple of key turning points in the game. Uh, the Vontae Diggs interception, uh, the big uh, return by Christian Jones, uh, Devaris Daniels' touchdown obviously late in the game or, uh, or late in the first half is one of the reasons that got them rolling into the second half, but they came back down 24 nothing. They came back to tie the score at uh, 27, and uh, at that point, the uh, tie Cats uh, got a couple of plays off and uh, marched the field and were able to get the game-winning field goal. So the Eskimos lose to the Ticats 30-27, to and um, they've lost four in a row now. And uh, not in a great place, obviously, with four straight losses. They're 6-7, and seven, the game below 500, losing uh, pace a little bit with the uh, rest of the uh, Canadian Football League's West, but uh, they still got some time to get back into it. And uh, we say uh, good evening now to the Eskimos uh, head coach, Jason Moss. Hey, Jason, how are you? Doing all right, Morley. Uh, first off, let's let's go back to Friday night a little bit. I imagine it's a is it a tough line to walk? I mean, you did a lot of good things in the in the second half, uh, starting the comeback late in the first half. But in the second half, it was a terrible hole you're in. How do you walk the line with uh, all the good things you did in the second half, but still at the end of the day, it's a loss. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, you walk a fine line, like you said, but at the end of the day, I mean, what I explained to our players was, you know, you got to own the fact that we were down in a hole 24 to nothing, but you also have to own the fact that you came back and tied it up with 10 minutes to go in the game. So call it what you will. It was a comeback. We just fell short of the ultimate goal, which is to win the game. But uh, obviously a lot of things to build on. You know, you never would like to have a, a start to, like we had, but uh, very few teams are able to come back and make it a game after that, particularly when you're playing a very good team in Hamilton. But our guys did. Uh, very proud of that that uh, uh, ability of our guys to do that. But ultimately, you know, we need to play better for 60 minutes in order to come out with the victory. I imagine the way you played in the second half uh, makes the way you played in the first half makes you feel worse because you got in a bad hole down 24 nothing. Not easy to come back from that. Uh, you did, uh, but I imagine the comeback makes the first half makes you feel even worse about what happened in the first half. Yeah, I mean, you can choose to look at it however you want. I mean, I told the guys at the end of the game, you know, in the locker room, it's always very difficult to speak to your team after a loss, particularly emotional ones like that. And that one hurt us probably as much as anyone would have um, because you felt like you had it in grasp at the end and would have made uh, that game quite special, I think, for all of us. 
often in your career do you get to uh, have a game start like that and then finish that way and shoot had we finished that off you know it would have been an incredible comeback but you don't and it leaves you feeling very sick about uh, the whole thing and that's where you can get trapped though and I don't believe you you need to continue to dwell on it you just got to move on and learn a lesson <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's talk about the defense in the first half. Uh, that, that was uh, the fat three series stretch where they scored touchdowns. One of them was on was uh, off of an interception as well. Um, in your mind, when you went back and looked at that, what happened in that three series stretch? Yeah, just communication, just on our guys' part. I mean. Uh you know, not playing team defense. When you don't play team defense and one guy's out of position or you don't see things the same, you know, bad things happen. And it doesn't take a whole lot against their team. They put a lot of stress on you uh, based on their, their personnel groupings and their speed that they play the game with and, and things like that. So if you're not communicating and you're not in the right spots or you read something wrong, it, you know, they make you pay. And ultimately they had some plays dialed up that uh that hurt us and you know we just weren't able to to uh to function on those four uh, about a four play stretch to be honest with you the rest of the game was pretty 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 well done but uh for four plays there we were as bad as we've been uh, watching the game and, and watching stuff on the sidelines, uh, I know you obviously like the the comeback and the way they did it, but it really appeared that uh, there was no letdown at all by your guys. Uh, they were still ce- when it's twenty four nothing and they're starting to get the comeback. They're still celebrating big plays. They still look like they were very confident on the sidelines. Yeah, I mean that's kind of I believe a, I mean I hope a hallmark of our team that we don't ever get down and we try to plug through and play hard for 60 minutes regardless of what's happening and try not to look at the scoreboard as much even though you do know when you're down um you know we we talk a lot about body language and about our guys believing and not getting too down and how it doesn't help you and uh you know so i'm glad our guys were like that and supportive of one another and stuck together and you know obviously no one's happy when those things are going on but you know you can choose to look at it as you know, the uh, sky's falling, or you can choose to look at it as an opportunity to come back. And, you know, obviously we showed a lot of grit and determination, and we talked about it as ha- at halftime that, you know, all of us that have been in the league before have seen comebacks like this. You know, I watched and witnessed Hamilton do that to us three years ago here, you know, where we were dominating them for a full half of football, and they came back out and couldn't be stopped in the second half and beat us. So, you know, that was a uh, – you know, talked about at halftime, to be quite honest with you, and, and to let them know that things are possible. You just got to keep grinding and stick together, and ultimately that's what happened, and that's what I was I was extremely proud of. Really hard to turn momentum around in a game like that. I thought you kind of did it. You, you chipped away with little plays. I mean, the, the Vontae Diggs interception, uh, uh, the Christian Jones 30-yard kick return, and then obviously the Daniels touchdown is important, but you guys just kind of chipped away at the momentum and, and swung it eventually. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way you got to, I believe, you got to play football regardless. I mean, there's a lot of time left. 24 to nothing with three quarters to play is a lot of time. And as you can see in games played over the weekend, I mean, Montreal's down however much they were in the, the, I think, 21 in the fourth quarter and came back and won. And, you know, if you watch the UCLA play, Washington State, they were down 38 in the second half and came back and won. I mean, there's lots of football. Just You just got to keep grinding and make plays, and you can't force things. And obviously you can, you can call aggressive, more aggressive plays if you want, but your quarterback still has to read them out. Your players still got to play the defense. The special teams still got to execute their job. And it really is an old cliche that, 
you know, it's really the next play that matters, and you can only play one at a time. But that's kind of how you dig yourself out of a hole, just playing good football for stretches. And just like Hamilton did to us, I mean, they they had about a three-play stretch there that opened the game wide open in the first quarter. Well, who's to say we can't have three plays in a row that do the same thing back to them? I mean, that's kind of the way you got to look at things when you're down. Uh, you mentioned the quarterbacks. Uh, give me your take on, on Logan Kilgore and, and the grade you have on him after you, you got a chance to watch the game over again. I, I thought he did his job by giving you guys a chance to win. Yeah, I mean, there's there's little things that he uh, could have done better. I mean, that we've talked about and discussed in our room. Um, you know, eyes on certain things, uh, reading plays out, progressing through, listening to your feet, taking better drops. You know, ultimately, you know, making you know more accurate throws based on technique and things like that. But you know, he did give us a chance. And what I was very proud of Logan for was when you're down 24 to nothing and you're the quarterback that's in there. You know, you want to press, you want to make plays, and and you, and you want to bring your team back so badly. And I was glad he just took it one play at a time. You know, forgot about the the, the couple bad plays early in the game and just kept focusing and and playing the game. And you know, we we talked a lot to our quarterbacks about not forcing things and just letting it happen and I thought Logan did a tremendous job of that and you know watching the film we feel like you know ultimately he's only going to get better the more reps he takes with us and um, you know I was again very very happy with the way he played obviously again I just want him to learn from some of the things but uh, you know overall I thought he, he, he did a good job. Any kind of an update you can give us on Trevor Harris? Yeah, I mean, he's feeling better. Um, he won't throw, but I think about 20 balls tomorrow just to see how he's progressing. But he says he's, you know, definitely far far better than he was last week at this time. So we're looking forward to him progressing this week. And then, like I said today in my media scrum uh, earlier, that, you know, we're not playing games here. I mean, when Trevor's ready to play, he'll play. And so it's just a matter of him coming to practice and feeling good about throwing the ball. It's more difficult um, to play quarterback when your right arm doesn't feel good than it is if your left ankle hurts, or your left knee hurts, or your left shoulder hurts. It's when you're the thing that makes you who you are hurts and you can't be yourself. That's very difficult to do. So until he is ready to do that and can do that, he won't play. But what time frame that is, I honestly can't say. I mean, I wish I knew, and I, I'm not shy about saying who our starting quarterback is. Trust me. Um, but uh, ultimately, we're looking forward to getting back, getting him back as soon as possible. So as of right now, he's not been ruled out or in for this game. Right. On Saturday. I mean, it's. I kind of heard Ron Rivera talk about this with Cam Newton about, you know, I'm just going to tell you how it is, and there's no time frame with it. It's kind of like what it is right now because I honestly don't know. Um, you know, we just know that he will be back. It's just a matter of it could be tomorrow. He feels great, and we're still only going to let him, you know, throw 20 balls, and then the next day progress him. So we're in a progression phase with him, and, you know, as long as he keeps – uh, feeling better and better, he'll play. And if he doesn't, then we'll hold him out until he does. All right. Uh, we're talking with Jason Moss on the Eskimos Coaches Show. It's brought to you by Jiffy Lube. We'll be uh, back with more with the coach when we return on 630 Chet. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad.
Uh, back with the coach on the Coach's Show here on 630. Ched, uh, the Eskimos uh, will go back to practice tomorrow. They'll be in Ottawa to play the Ottawa Red Blacks on Saturday. That's a 12.30 countdown to kickoff show. 2 o'clock for the kickoff here on 6.30. Ched, uh, Jason, four losses in football is an eternity. Uh, your guys came back to work uh, since Friday night. Uh, what kind of attitude did you see for them as uh, they get set to attack this week? Well, we didn't have much to do today. I mean, but ultimately the spirits are high. We had our team photo and, you know, we'll have our first practice tomorrow, but we had meetings. Um, you know, there isn't, uh, our guys are usually pretty good to be around each other and they're, they're usually excited to be in the building. So until we get on the practice field and start working, I won't know. But, you know, based on the talk we had after the game and, um, you know, what, what, how and what they were like today, I would expect nothing but them to be ready to play and, um, you know, go from there. Game to game within game, it's been a pretty resilient group this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I think we have the right kind of guys here in this room. They understand football and the league, and, you know, ultimately, you know, we've been sticking to our motto of, you know, the process and how we perform and what we do and what we can control, and that's really just the, the day we're in and uh, not looking too far ahead and not concerning ourselves just with the results. We're just kind of trying to make each day count and, and get better together. So, you know, when you focus that way, you know, I, I get I get that we're, we've lost four straight and it feels like forever, but, you know, do you lose four straight or you just lose one at a time? And, you know, that's our the way you got to feel and you got to move on. You know that the next game is the most important because it's the next one. Special teams are pretty good, I thought, on Friday night. Christian Jones had uh, had one of his better games, had the monster return on the missed field goal for 100 yards, uh, was pretty consistent all night long, and I thought downfield you guys were great wrapping up a real good team on the return game. Yeah, no, I thought our special teams, that was probably their best game of the year overall. Uh, our returns were excellent. Um, two huge ones, the field goal return, which we've been working on uh, all year, basically trying to get our guys to buy in to giving our guy a chance back there. And anytime Jonesy has the ball in his hands, he does definitely make something happen. And, uh, you know, that was outstanding. And then the punt return as well was was huge. So, But he did a great job tracking the ball all night, uh, getting the yards that were there. And then I thought our cover units were outstanding. Um, you know, the one last one, the punt return was a little disappointing. And then we gave him some good field position. You know, at the end of the game, when we were looking to, to keep them from having field position. But ultimately, the rest of the night, I'll, I'll say this, the rest of the night, our guys hit people. I mean, Tuck had about two or three earth-shattering hits on kick returns. And that's hard to do in the open field and he did it twice and our guys really hit with a purpose all night on special teams and were very physical and Hamilton has an outstanding special teams unit. They are very difficult to defend and uh, they do so much stuff and they've had so much success uh, to shut them down pretty much all night uh, was, was definitely a great thing to see. Matthew Betts' first CFL game on Friday night and uh, watching him play for the first time you got to be excited to watch him play again. Yeah, no question. I mean, to to know that he went in there and you know made a, a pretty much a game changing play. You know, um, obviously the guys around him helped him with that. You know, he was hemmed up on the line, but maintaining his gap, and then all of a sudden the quarterback gets flushed and he's right on the quarterback. And it's one thing to. to to hit him and sack him, it's a whole other thing to force a fumble. So, you know, we that's awesome. I mean, that, that can't be understated. And um, he did a tremendous job there. And, you know, he almost blocked the punt. You know, we had we had a block punt called, and he you know did a did a nice move there to get in the open and push the personal protector back and within 
I would say a six inches, and th- that punt's blocked at the end of the game. We probably pick it up and score. So, you know, that would have changed the whole complexion of that game, and those are two plays that he he made. So, you know, obviously with the short amount of time he's been here, he's been already uh, uh impactful player, and we just expect nothing but more of that to come uh, the more comfortable he gets. Heading to Ottawa later this week for the game on Saturday. It's a uh, 2 o'clock start, 12.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Ched, uh, it's Ottawa then in Hamilton. You're staying out east. I know you talked earlier today about the fact, I don't think you've done this as coach of the Eskimos as of yet, and it sounds like you're kind of looking forward to it. I am. I mean, I would really believe that this is something that uh, I thought was, when I played here, this is always something we did look forward to as a team. It always felt like it got us closer. Um, you know, you you do a lot of different things on the road together and you stick together and you just have that me versus the world mentality or us versus the world mentality and um you know that's that's what it comes down to and so you know i I, i've been longing for this i'm thankful that uh, our organization kind of uh made it happen um with the scheduling back in december uh knowing how important this kind of thing is to our organization and so i think we're look all looking forward to it spending some time together being on the road together um you know and playing two tough teams and hopefully to come out with two two victories no such thing as a game that's not important this time of the year in the situation you're in, but obviously this one uh, is big with the Ottawa Red Blacks, a team that, uh, you know, you can go a long way to first st- clinching a playoff spot with a win on Saturday. Talk to me a little bit about Ottawa and what you expect from them, a team that's obviously had some troubles this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, since we last played them and beat them, um, they've kind of gone downhill um, record-wise, just losing. I mean, I think they've lost their last six. Um, you know, they're still playing in spurts really good football. You know, you watch their defense play and, you know, they're still doing some really good things, but, you know, overall, you know, they're, you know, they're doing some uncharacteristic things that Ottawa hasn't done in the past and, you know, it's catching up to them. So, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. I do know they have really good coaching and players, um, you know, so, you know, we're not expecting anything but their best. But at the same time, we know we have a job to do, and we got to go in there and take it from them. So, um, you know, I I also believe you lose games for a reason too. So if you've we've both lost them, and I mean I think we're both on a, a quite a streak if you combine the, the the losses consecutively. So, you know, something's got to give. Um, you know, we've got to start playing better, and we got to start finishing games. And ultimately, that's what we believe we can do. Uh, just got to put a great week of work in and uh, and go out there and do it. All right, Jason, thanks for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, best of luck this week as you prepare for the Red Blacks. Oh, thank you. All right, that is Eskimos uh, head coach Jason Moss, and this is the Coach's Show for Jeffy Lube here on 630. Chet Eskimos uh, will go back to practice for the first time this week tomorrow. Uh, they will practice uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, head to Ottawa on Friday, where they will uh, take on the Red Blacks on Saturday. We, of course, have that game for you here on 630. Double header day with the Eskimos and Oilers on Saturday. Uh, first off, it'll be the Eskimos, 1230 for the countdown to kickoff, 2 o'clock for the kickoff, big game. And it's a big game for the Eskimos. Uh, almost, almost a must win for sure. Heading to Ottawa, who are struggling right now. Two o'clock will be the kickoff for the Eskimos and the Ottawa Red Blacks. That's it for the coaches' show tonight. Uh, thanks very much for uh, Kellen Kennedy operating things on the other side of the glass tonight. Our studio producer. Our thanks to Jason Moss as well. My name's Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.